0: All right, and we are back with another episode of Real Conversations. Joined today with my good friend John Peterson. How are you doing? It's Friday. I'm, I'm doing great, man. I, it, I'm happy it's Friday. I, was happy say, I had to slide in the fact that it's Friday because I know it's been a long week.
1: It has been a long week. I think it's been a long week for you too. It's, it is. It's a grind. It's yeah, a grind. But what, what, what episode is this for me? Is this six that you've five, been on? Six? No,
0: this is only three. Really? I think. Pull ups. So we did the, I think we did one and then 1,400 pull ups and then this one. So this is number three. I think it's three or four. Interesting. Money on it. Seems like a lot more than that. Money on it, could it being be a good three. or a bad thing. Well, if you think about it, this is episode, I think, 17. So you've been on here like about 25 or so percent.
1: We'll keep those numbers up. Definitely. <laughs>
0: Definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's for those that don't know, John and I are currently interning. Uh, and so we're doing that for eight hours, and then I'm doing the podcast, and then we're also still full steam ahead with Player Card.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a grind, man. It is a very much grind. So,
0: yeah, our hours have been very like concentrated. So I will work out in the morning, and then I go to work like six a.m. to two p.m., and then I'll come home, try and do some homework because we're also taking summer classes. Right. Throw that in there too. Right trying to try and do some homework and then John and I will end up back at the office working on player card or I'll do a podcast or we'll have to get that all in. And then what's your schedule? I
1: mean, I, I go to work at seven, get off at three 30, go to the gym and then get home probably four 30 or five and then go straight into the office, do homework and player card. And that's about my life right now.
0: Yeah. I, I realized that after work, the only things that we do are work out, like after our, our first eight hours is we work out and then we'll grab a bite to eat, whatever. Usually we'll do that at the office though. And we're at the office for the good majority of our afternoon and evening. And then we go straight to bed after that. Yeah. People,
1: when I tell people at work that they're like, what do you do outside of work? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, work, work, <laughs> uh, work out. Um, and they just look at me. They're like, so you don't like go to the bars or anything. And it's like, no, I don't have a lot of time, especially during the week. Right. There's no time, man.
0: It's it's good, though, because I feel, like, pretty locked in. Like, you would think people would do better with their own side hustle startup if they only focused on that and they didn't have the other eight hours. But I find that because I have no option but to wake up and go to the gym and then I'm working the eight hours, like, I feel so accomplished by 2 p.m. that that momentum kind of carries through and I'm able to knock out a lot of more stuff a lot more stuff. So I feel like I've been very productive this summer even though my time has just been crazy.
1: But yeah, I think it's one of those things. It's like your time is so constricted that you know if you don't like if you had the whole day to do something for player card, right. It's not going to get done in, you know, 2 hours. You're going to stretch it along all day because you're doing other things in between and whatever. Right. When you only have a 4-hour window or a 5-hour window at the end of the day or, you know, 6-7 hours, you're going to get that done. Yeah. You're going to get it done, so no messing around.
0: And the homework is like the silent killer too because, you know, we're busy enough, but we're also still trying to graduate on time next year and everything, and it's that I'm taking one class, you're taking two classes. They sneak up on you, and you got to make sure you're giving them enough attention.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: It's And you and I, I mean, I feel like it's the best feeling to hop into bed and just be like, I did something today, like I'm dead. Like I did something that, you know, I'm accomplished. Uh, And I'm sure you're feeling the same way because, I mean, there's been a couple of times where we've taken like 10 minute naps on the conference room floor or something before another meeting or whatever we had going on.
1: Yeah. That little, that little amount of time is, makes all the difference. I mean, it really does. That,
0: that's something that I, my uh, grandpa and I guess my farming relatives, they have always been big on like 10 minute naps for some reason, they put their feet up on, like, the couch, and they lay their back flat, just their feet over their heart. I'm not entirely sure what that reasoning is, but they've always preached 10-minute naps. I've never understood it until this summer, and now I'm like, 10-minute naps will change your entire day.
1: Yeah, my grandpa would do that too, now that you mentioned <laughs> it. At, when I would spend summers, a couple weeks in the summer with him, you know, we'd be out in the field all day or working on something all day, and then we'd come in, lunch from grandma, and it would be bonanza and Grandpa would take a nap. Bonanza is a show. <laughs> I was going to ask, but, like, yeah. I don't even know what, what time period it was from, but it's a show that my grandpa watched when he was little. And we just napped yeah. for like 10, 15 minutes, and
0: then we'd go back out. It used to take me 30 minutes to fall asleep, but now it's like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Man's out. <laughs> yeah, so that's been nice. Uh, but I think the main reason that we want to do this podcast, and yes, there's actually a reason, is – uh. We realized that we had done the 1,452 for the pull-up and push-up. We didn't. We'd done that episode talking about how we had accomplished that. We'd also talked about how we missed our goal and that we came up short of 2,000. And so, even though we were proud, we just kept saying, "You know, we'll train. We'll get back after it. We'll get it." And we actually did it. We, we did. We got the 2,000 done. It's a little bit late. Yeah, we are. We're a little bit late to the uh, to the podcast. Yeah
1: but we we got her done.
0: You may have seen it on Instagram at the John Pete at the Jacob OC. I think we posted about it, but uh, we completed this April 26th, and today is June 24th. So it completely slipped my mind to do a podcast on it, but that challenge deserves respect. I've had people ask questions about it, and I I want to do kind of an in-depth talk about what that was like, what we were feeling, and just everything about it because it was honestly a great experience. It's a good little debrief, I think.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: I, f- I feel like Jocko, let's do a debrief
1: here. Yeah, no, mission. that's exactly. I've been listening to a lot of Jocko lately. Yeah. So,
0: I uh, I just finished Cam Haynes' Endure Book on audio. Um, fantastic. I highly recommend it. You can get it for free right now if you do like a 30-day free trial. Uh, him and Jocko are doing Origin with Joe Rogan and I think Kip from Under Armour. But, yeah. I mean, list of people that, have insane discipline to do this type of stuff that I highly respect. I think you're a Jocko fan. I'm a Jocko fan. Cam Haynes, for sure. Um, David Goggins, and then a little bit of Joe Rogan, but those people, like, I feel like they just put out the best stuff, like the best content that gets you going and wanting to do stuff like this. Definitely.
1: It's, it's really motivation. And I mean, we're kind of getting off track of, of, uh, pull ups and ups, but, um, I listen to their stuff in the morning. Sometimes when I, and getting ready for work or whatever, making my lunch. It just gives me that little extra push. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do something today. Yeah.
0: So I'm not going to be a lazy bum today. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So what would Goggins do? Exactly. What would Goggins do? I've seen bracelets like that. It's, you know, like it's the, what would Jesus do bracelets? But it's, it's, they say, what, what would Goggins do?
1: (laughs) That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. I need one.
0: We probably do. Uh, I'd love to have him on the show sometime, but we'll keep. (laughs) Slight plug. Yeah, we'll, we'll work that in. But anyways, that day, April 26th, was just crazy. So if you remember the first time, right, we went to Heskett, and we tried to get into – that's our local gym here at Wichita State. We tried to get in at like 5 or 6 or something early to get the pull-ups going, and they were closed and didn't let us in. Uh, and so we didn't get the pull up started till like 7 or 8 that first time. This time we got to the Y right at 5.30. We got going, right?
1: Right. No, definitely. We were there bright and early ready to go
0: and it was it's even worse because the first time you go into the pull-ups and push-ups you are ignorant and you are naive and you're like yeah this is gonna suck but we're gonna get her done the second time you go into it you know the demon you're facing and how bad that's gonna be
1: yeah and, and I want to quickly plug I mean obviously we're not to the actual event yet but I I always struggle with how to warm up. Mm -hmm. for 2000 of something right like that many reps
0: like i'll do just five seconds well uh,
1: it's like what do you do do you do some push-ups do you just like (laughs) do they count (laughs) Just like do some mobility stuff because it's like you can if you do push-ups there's no point because you just should have counted them Mm -hmm. you know but if i guess you could do mobility stuff but that's what i struggle with i'm like i don't know how to warm up for
0: this the one thing that I do that makes sense to me. I, the rest of it, I can't really speak to you because you got a good point. You don't want to wear yourself out. You, right. I mean, it's 2,000 reps. You're going to get stretched out. What good is five seconds before are going to do? Exactly. The one thing that I do is because pull-ups can be really hard on your lower back is uh, I would do this thing where I'd walk up to the bar and I would hang on it. Um, I do like hangs. They're really nice. Yeah, it kind of stretches out your lower back and, like, provides some relief. And
1: your shoulders, yeah. too, and your forearms. Yep. Oh, it's just it's fantastic for the arms, I love.
0: Yep, so that, that's how I kind of warmed up. But I think even before we get into that, we should preface that, let's see, we did that one in April. The first one was in January. So we took February, March, and then most of April. So we took about three months and actually legitimately trained for this. Like, we had a pretty strict regimen that we were kind of following and, like, making dedicated efforts towards preparing for this. A couple,
1: couple hundred um, exercises a week. Yeah,
0: it, what were... Uh, Because didn't you take one day and do like 250 or 500 push-ups or something?
1: Yeah, there was one Saturday that I came in and, you know, I had actually done a full workout, Mm -hmm. a full chest workout. So it was like I was already tired. Mm -hmm. And I was just going to end with, you know, my regular 50 or whatever it was. And it felt really good, felt really solid. So I was, and this was probably a month. Or three weeks or something before we were actually set to do our two thousand. So I was like, eh, ah, you know, maybe I'll do a hundred. So then I did a hundred. And then I was like, eh, ah, it wasn't that bad. I'll do one fifty. Eh, it wasn't that bad. So then I ended up doing like I don't know if I did I know I was there for ninety minutes. I think I ended up doing it for ninety minutes. So whatever that is. I don't I don't know what sets I was doing or whatever, but it was like 400 or 500 push-ups. Maybe? I thought
0: you did. I could be wrong, but I could have sworn it was five a minute for 90 and you had the first 50 you did. So it was like 500 total or something.
1: I think it was around 500, but it, it was a good little test because you know, then I was like, okay, I feel solid for 500. That's a quarter. Right. So it was, it was a good little, it was yeah. a good little preface for everything.
0: Yeah. And you were doing push, you're doing uh, push-ups after some of your workouts and stuff too. Yep. And, um, yep. I, I was following a pretty strict regimen, honestly. I was doing, I think I, I've got this in my notebook at home. I had mapped it out. I did like 100 pull-ups the first week, and then 250 the next week, and then 500 the next week. And I think I made it up to 1,000 a week. or No, maybe it was 750. I don't know if I made it to 1,000. But anyways, I was doing just hundreds of pull-ups a week, trying to prep for this. Did a couple timed things where I would do five pull-ups every minute because that's ultimately, I think, our shortcoming last time is that we did three a minute. And this time we almost doubled it. We did five a minute of our uh, separate workouts. So I think that really helped because the time difference. Because three a minute, it would have taken like eight and a half or nine hours, I think. And then we were able to get it done in six and almost seven hours. Yeah,
1: that that was big. I think the fatigue really set in the first time and we were just sitting there. You know, three, if you think about it, three doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. But it's still not, you Mm -hmm. know. So you're still only doing three a minute, yeah, so it really wears down on you mentally, physically, yep, just to sit there you know for whatever forty five seconds and then do three more and we took I don't know how long it took you to do five, but it probably took me mm-hmm. twenty seconds,
0: yeah, I think sometimes. I think I was a little bit longer than you at the end, I think actually, no, I think we kind of wore at the same rate almost, probably. I think it was. Yeah, because you start off, and you do five pull-ups, and it takes 15, 20 seconds. Well, by the end of 2000, to do five pull-ups, it takes you probably 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Yeah. So it moral of that story is we legitimately trained for it. like, yeah. And that's what I love to see is that we had the goal, we missed it the first time, and we actually trained. So now we can go back to the day of actually being there. Arriving at 530, um, we got all of our snacks John's got his pre-workout. Um, we've got our change of clothes because you sweat a lot during this, surprisingly.
1: And the funny thing was, so I sweat I sweat a lot in the beginning, and then it seemed to stop. Yes. And then at the end, I was like, I'm not sweating at all anymore. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a continuous sweat like I usually have at a workout. It was sweat, 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 sweat. And I think it was more in the morning. Yep. So I sweat in the morning, and then in the afternoon, I was like, Yeah, I'm not sweating anymore.
0: And it was weird because like, to the same point and you don't feel hot you're just sweating like your body is working right I would almost compare it to like a sauna where you're not actually I don't know if I would compare it to a sauna I but it, it you are sweating and then all of a sudden you reach this point where it's like it just stopped like yeah. I don't know if the body like ran out of I don't know if it's dehydration thing I don't know what the situation was but you get you stop sweating it's, it's just weird
1: somebody turned the faucet off yeah right that's yeah, about yeah, it. there you go that's
0: what I'm trying to say someone <laughs> turned the faucet off um yeah, so we started, and I again used the mattress topper that I'd cut off my bed. It was foam, and I uh, I gripped that with my hands, so it wasn't taped or anything. I was just holding it, and I would jump up on the bar, and I used that to protect my hands. Uh, and honestly, the trade off with that, and then you can talk about your strategy, but the trade off with using the foam mattress topper is that your hands are pretty well protected. Like, yes, I had blisters and I popped a couple blood blisters during it, but it wasn't that bad, honestly. The trade-off that you had is that because you have the foam, it expands the surface area of the bar, and so you're gripping a wider surface, and so your forearms are more engaged. And so that is something, I'm not some smart guy, I wouldn't have realized that beforehand, but you dang sure realize it as you're doing 2,000 of them, yeah. that, hey, this this adjustment of it being a slightly bigger bar and me having to squeeze the foam, my forearms were just, like, locked yeah, it, it took a while for them to release, even like a couple of days or weeks later. Yeah, I
1: was gonna say you you were having problems with your forearms for a while. Yeah, so
0: they would get like tingly and like it was it was weird, very weird.
1: Yeah, that that was odd. I th- I thought maybe your tendons had like shortened or something like that. Maybe. Sure. I'm maybe. good. I'm
0: good now. That's all that matters.
1: <laughs> That's all that matters. Now, um, I guess my strategy. I didn't really. I mean. My strategy, I, I put a yoga mat down. Yep, that was. I think so I think that was your big change. I that was. I mean, the first time I just used straight turf, uh, right on the turf, and it it didn't hurt too bad, but it definitely wore on my hands. I mean, it's doing like, you're doing a burpee every single time. C- I mean, because I was standing right. back up. So right. So it definitely wore on my hands. Not to say that my hands weren't sore, because they definitely were. But it was a big help. Mm-hmm. I had that little bit of cushion in there,
0: and. I'm trying to think about my preconceived notions about this before I did the challenge. Cause I don't want to like oversimplify anything or, you know, I, I want to address what you guys might be considering. And so one of the elements that I want to mention is that doing five a minute for six hours and 43 minutes straight is brutal because it's every single minute that you are performing this exact action and one of the things that's pretty interesting is I got very bored. Oh, like, yeah. Yes, I ended up getting fatigued or whatever, but there was also just complete boredom. Yeah.
1: And, and, and you know, to back up just a hair, um, it's interesting. You know, people think, oh, five a minute's not that bad, right? It's, it's five. Mm-hmm. But think about doing 500 push-ups. Like, people think that's unfathomable, mm-hmm. and, you know, we we ended up doing that over a period of time, but still, you're doing that action for 500 times.
0: So, we did 400 sets of yeah. five. Yeah. That, it's just wild to me, because, like, I look back at it now, and I know the struggle of it, and I don't ever want to do that again. no. no. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, and it's funny It's funny that you say, you know, we didn't miss a set because the first time we did. Yeah, we took breaks. We took breaks. We took like four or five, probably more towards the end, obviously. Yeah. But I think that was part of our downfall too.
0: You always hear about like that weak voice in your head that people talk about that's telling you just take a minute off or just, you know, use the massage, got an extra 30 seconds or whatever. And I think one of the big changes was the fact that we said no matter what, we're sticking to that minute. And you – you will try and bargain with yourself, even when you tell yourself no, just over and over and over again. And it's up to you just to listen to the voice telling you not to not to do that, not to take yeah. the minute off. Yeah. And it's so weird to hear that inner dialogue and hear it for so long, too.
1: Yeah. I remember at one point towards the end, I started taking laps. Yeah. In In the minutes, I would have like 20 seconds left or something like that. I would take a lap. And it would just be like, okay, I gotta, I gotta reset for a second, and then, and then go at the other one, and then take another lap. And it was just, it was that mental reset. You obviously didn't get the full minute, yeah, but it was just a little bit of a getaway from that space.
0: What did you do for six hours and forty three minutes? Because I made it through all of the music I could have ever wanted to listen to. A couple, I made it through. I think a Joe Rogan podcast. I listened to a This Week in Startups podcast. And then I listened to like some David Goggin stuff. What'd you do?
1: Pretty much the same stuff. I think I started out with some music and then ended up going to the podcast because I was bored. And then um, I remember listening to a Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz episode (laughs) just to keep myself entertained. You got to have a little bit of humor and stuff in there. So I listened to that for a while. And then um, I think I went back to, Back to music again, but it was different and
0: it was hardcore. yeah <laughs> it, I, was,
1: it was hardcore you know put your head down and, and don't look up.
0: We, we followed the same progression, I think and honestly, I just remember this I got so bored at one point that I took out my phone, put it sideways because there's a uh, like a shelf that below the pull-up bar and I turned it sideways and I put Netflix on I started watching New Girl like in between reps. I was like so bored that I literally put on Netflix. It's
1: a good show. yeah, it's a good show, but that's a
0: low it's that's it's, a low point it's low so that was like the element of bored cuz at that point i don't think we were really tired cuz whenever we got tired and like in pain you're not bored anymore you're just like all you can think about is how much you're hurting yeah so after that i think a thousand roughly for me 9 nine hundred thousand 1000 is whenever i pretty well died and i was like it's just going to be a repeat of the first time where you know i tell myself that i gave everything i had and i only make it to 1400 or is this going to be the last time? Because that was kind of the question I was asking myself is, I don't ever want to do this, like, again. Am I going to make myself do it again, or am I just going to push through and right. get to 2,000?
1: Yeah, I think I think my point was, like, 1,400 or 1,300, 1,400, somewhere in there. But, yeah, you just hit that point. You're like, oh, God, I just want it to be over. I don't care anymore. I just want it to be over.
0: The first time... We're sitting there, you know, how you doing? How you doing? Massage gun here, massage gun there. Like, you good? Oh, I'm starting to hurt, man. And then, yeah, I'm starting to hurt too. And we're like consoling each other and asking all these questions. Second time, no, we don't We don't get to talk about it. You don't get to give in to any sort of feeling of that pain or whatever. I don't think we talked for the last like three hours, except for right at the end we were both kind of like, you got this, bro. Like, let's push through. Uh, and I think that was a big thing too is like mentally we we both knew we were hurting. Nothing needed to be said.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely at the end. I th- I feel like I remember you you hit a point where you were like happy.
0: Yes, I got that weird high that I got the last time too.
1: And you know, you you got this weird kind of happy and I could see by the you know, by your body language and stuff that you were feeling not feeling better by any means, but your your emotions had changed and I was just I it, it almost made me mad because I was just like, <laughs> I'm in so much pain. You're
0: I'm like, screw that kid. How dare he smile right now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> My elbows were in so much pain. And, you know, you were trying to give me a high five. And I was just like, no, I, I don't want a high five right now. I really just want to be done, you know. So <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit frustrating that you came in, you know, high fiving and whatever. And I was just I I just had my no, my head down. I was like, nobody's gonna stop me, but I'm not happy. I am not happy at this point. <laughs> I had no point after after that 13 1400. I had no point in time was happy or until I was done.
0: Uh, I had like a weird progression. Like you talked about the music that you put on and how you went to like kind of like the harder stuff to help you lock in. Um, after like that a thousand where I was starting to hurt. I was in so much pain, questioning again if I'm going to turn around and have to do this a third time or if I'm just going to finish it. And I went to Eminem uh, and I put on like all of his old stuff to I collapse, not afraid, lose myself, just all this different stuff. And I got in like that locked in zone where it's almost like that, like that just angry at everything type of thing, frustrated, mad, whatever. And you use that type of energy. And I did that for like a couple hundred and it worked really well, you know, cause you've got all these different things. It's almost like therapeutic, you know, you got all these different things that you're trying to work out like through the bar and just like take it out on the bar and stuff. And then I hit this point where I kind of like looked up and I was like, Oh my gosh, two hours just passed or something. We're 200 away or 300 away from reaching 2000 pull-ups. Like we surpassed where we failed last time. And You know, I had my head down for that two hours and that's whenever I was like, I'm so happy right now. Like I just crushed the absolute, I I crushed that 1400, even though a thousand, I was dead and I saw the finish line and I didn't let up by any means, but like, I couldn't help but smile because I knew myself and I was like, you're not going to stop right now. You're, you've made it. Like, even though you haven't made it, you've made it because you have proven to yourself it's a 2000 or you're going to die in that bar. And so that's why I started smiling and, and being happy and just feeling like it was almost like meditative. And uh, I apologize; I probably shouldn't have tried to high five you, but I was like, I knew at that point, and I was already like, "This is happening. I'm gonna do it."
1: Yeah, I was, I was, I was in another place. I was in <laughs> another place right now. So, but it was good. I mean, I, I wish I would have had that feeling.
0: We got through it. It was weird, though, because, okay, so we end up getting it, right? And it was not pretty at all. It was painful. I mean, the reps were questionable. Like, they were done, but, like, you were like, that is not the most efficient way to do a pull-up or a push-up. And I'm like, okay, I can't move how I would want to move right now. (laughs) And we get done, and it was like, okay, no more pull-ups and push-ups ever. I'm done with that. It wasn't like, oh, my gosh, we did it. high five and jumping up and down, 2,000, yay. It was like, I think we both looked at each other and said, "I'm not doing that again."
1: Yeah, no that that was that was the end of the challenge. That was the check mark for sure.
0: <laughs> and then after that, we walked over to the sauna, hit the sauna, and then I think I ice bath that night, and we just tried to recover as best as we could.
1: Yeah, man, I think I I think I slept for like four hours <laughs> that afternoon.
0: <laughs> I went back into work. I remember that.
1: Yeah, I was totally exhausted. And you're like, "I'm going into work." Are you going in? I'm like, "No, <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm going to take a nap. I need to rest a little bit."
0: And it's <laughs> weird because it was a. Some would say a pointless goal. It's something that I randomly came up with for a New Year's resolution challenge goal type of thing. You being the amazing best friend that you are, decided, okay, not doing pull ups, but I'm doing push ups. I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. And we actually like really hammered, like we dedicated four and a half, almost five months to that one goal and we got it. And that feels great.
1: Yeah. It feels good. It feels good that it's over, man does it does but i mean there's more challenges to come definitely
0: i i've been afraid to let my mind wander cuz it's like what am i going to dream up next double marathon
1: in the same day <laughs> one in the morning one in the afternoon
0: well i've act- i've kind of got one that i'm working on the the murph that oh, the cuz i said i want to go sub 36 on a murph and so
1: you know i was looking at that the other day the guy that did a murph every day for yep, a year yep his his pr is like what what's his I I don't know. I've I heard saw of him his time the other day was like 36 or 37. And I was like, oh, shoot.
0: Like, well, you got to for it. You got to remember though, I don't have a weighted vest. That's true. And so that, I think that makes a huge difference. And he also did it every single day, so I I don't feel like he's at his peak performance because he was doing it every single day. That's fair. But I mean, I've already seen great progress. I've done it every Monday for the last, I think, four or five Mondays. My first time was an hour 15 and I just wanted to break an hour. That was my first goal I wanted to hit. And I didn't, the next time I did an hour 10, the time after that I did an hour, like two, I was right there. I was really frustrated. And then all of a sudden, two weeks ago, I did it in 48 minutes and shaved off 13 or like 15 minutes. And then this week I ended up getting it at 42 minutes. And so now I'm just six minutes away. It's, it's really challenging like it sucks but I don't know why I'm drawn to stuff like that like you are too I know and it's
1: I, I don't know what it is either It's like you get that you get that thing in your head and you're like, yeah I gotta do it yeah I owe it to myself to do it
0: I gotta do you think it's prove it to yourself or owe it to yourself? I think it's owe
1: it to yourself I mean and I, I guess in my head if you have a goal and you don't achieve it. You know,
0: what, well, what, what makes it a goal for you? Cause some people are like, Oh, I don't care. I don't need to lift weights. I don't need to exercise. Why do those, why does that goal matter to you?
1: I mean, if, if you, if you're not going after your goals, like even, even though that's a stupid, not a stupid goal, but it's like, it's not, I don't, I don't know how to phrase it, but it's not like dire need mm-hmm. or a goal that's going to get you more money or make your life necessarily better or anything like that still a goal. It, it reflects, you know, think that it's a small goal, but it kind of reflects how you look at your goals overall.
0: Like attainable? Yeah. Yeah. It's totally. So I think I kind of want to know what I'm capable of. And I also am often like a firm believer that you can do pretty much anything you set your mind to. So I'm always like trying to find ways to prove that to myself. I think physical activities are a great way to show that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, that was the 2,000 pull-ups and push-ups. Heck of a challenge. Got it done. Anyone else wants to do it, you can hit us up for tips. <laughs> but uh, I'm not I'm not doing that again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what tips to give you except for train for it a little bit. Make sure you can do some pull-ups and push-ups. That's, yeah. That's about it.
0: <sighs> man. Well, John, anything else?
1: I got nothing, man.
0: All right. John, where can they find you on Instagram? At the John Pete john pete find me at the Jake oc uh real conversations is produced by venture mentality at venture mentality and then real conversations has an instagram too i think it's at real period conversations on instagram so thank you guys and uh have a good one
1: see